It's just a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and <laughs> recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call me CEO on the ROC. What are you What are you training today, Ron? I'm actually doing arms today, Matt. The fuck's arms? Why arms? See, I didn't actually have an arm day for the last while because I was doing a four day split. So I was doing chest and biceps, and then shoulders and triceps. Right. But uh, with uh, the weekend, uh, the, we had a long. I, I had a long weekend here. I took a few days off work and. Emily and I went over to Vancouver Island to see my family. So my workout schedule got a little shifted and I'm doing an arm day today because then that'll put me back on my normal. You know what I mean? What are you what are your arms if you had a venture to guess? What are they measuring these days? They're they're twenty one. Pumped or that just cold? They're cold, yeah. Cold. Cold twenty one. The biggest my arms ever measured was when I was 330 pounds, when I was working with Chad Nichols, and and they were fully pumped, they did measure 22. That's pretty big. You know, I don't think but, I've ever asked you, being that you worked with them, and I don't know. I why. need bigger arms. Even at 22, I was like, "Fuck, my arms need to be bigger." Well, the arms are always you gonna know, be bigger. I got tall man syndrome. Yeah, that's, uh, that's but true. right. But right now, right now, you can like, never have too big arms. I'll even be fair; they might be a little under 21 right now. But you know, if I just fucking you know. Give them a little warm up; they'd be twenty one easy. What did I did I ever ask you what piano? What you thought piano had in those things? Yeah, well, I, it's PMMA. I Isn't thought everyone deal? knew that. You think it's in his chest too, or is that just the arms? No, I think he might have something else in his chest, like an implant of some sort. It yeah, weird, yeah, that's possible. So how was uh, how was uh, Victoria Island? What did you guys do? Yeah, Vancouver Island. Vancouver Island. Man. Sorry. Well, yeah, Victoria is the city, though. That's the capital of BC. That's the city on the, the main city on the island. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's uh, one of the most beautiful places in Canada to live easily. And uh, the only downside that I could possibly see about living on Vancouver Island is that you're living on an island. Right. And if you want to fly somewhere, I mean, there's still a pretty good airport in Victoria. Like, you can grab a flight to L.A., or, you know, no problem, right? Yeah, I mean... But it's it's not the same as Vancouver International. Because Vancouver International, you can grab a direct flight to London, right. you know, or a direct flight to Sydney, Australia, or a direct flight to Miami. But from Victoria, you're a lot more limited. You'd have to actually, you know, either fly over, which is like a literally a 15-minute flight. <laughs> it's like the plane just basically hops over the water. Um, or you'd have to take the ferry, which is about an hour and a half, you know, which of course, with all the waiting for the ferry and all the bullshit is a three hour venture. So if you want to get to Vancouver airport, you either got to fly over or take a, you know, a three hour road trip, uh, in order to get to Vancouver international airport where all the action is. So, so, so it's a much bigger, uh, Island, so to speak, than like Manhattan would be. Oh yeah. Vancouver Island is like, you know, I don't know. Is it? Like this, you know, half the size of Ireland or something. I don't know how big it is. I'd have to look on a map. What a reference point! I was just uh... yeah. No, it's big. It's big. It's um, it'd take you, you know, 
I mean, you could drive from one end of it to the other, and I think it takes about eight hours. Oh, wow, that's big. I don't know. I might be. I'd have to look that up again. People, people who live there are hating me right now because I don't know my fucking shit. But yeah, it's gorgeous. And then uh, the outside, like the the west coast of Vancouver Island, is you know that's open ocean all the way to Japan, right? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people go there. There's a, a little town called Tofino, which is a, like a really popular holiday spot for tourists to go and storm watch in the winter because they get the open ocean storms coming in, right? So just giant waves. And- yeah, just giant waves, and you know it's pretty, it's pretty cool. But then in the summertime, it's a you know major hippie campground sort of vibe going on. Did you ever surf growing up? No, I did try surfing in Australia. I went out on a longboard a couple times. That's what I was wondering out in Australia. Yeah, and I stood up on it a few times, bailed hard because I was already two sixty back then. Yeah, and like you know. You know when you see those surfers do those huge waves and they bite it? Yeah, it scares me to death. People have no idea how hard they hit the water. Like, the water is not water. It's like cement when they're that high up. Like, even from a few feet above, like in a small set of waves, when you come off a board and land, you'll flat on your back. Fuck, that hurts. It takes the wind out of you. And then usually if you're surfing in, you know, beginner waters like I was – you get slammed off the bottom of the sandbar. You come out of the water with sand in your fucking mouth and ears and eyes. You're fucking coughing and spitting up water. <laughs> <laughs> you're only standing in like your water's only like mid thigh deep, but you just got hammered by a wave. <laughs> you know, I'd be scared. Of, I'd be scared of sharks too. Like I'm not even about to get in there. Yeah, I know. I know. I thought about that a bit because I was, you know, I mean, it was Australia after all. Yeah. You know, and I knew guys that were surfing, and and uh, I my one buddy was surfing all day. Out there was kind of like a a little island off the water that you could you could paddle out to, and they would go out and they would surf on the far side of it. And uh, one day he came home and he said the the news choppers were flying above him and telling them to get out of the water. So they they got out and everything. And then when we got home, we watched the news, and sure enough, the news choppers were filming them. And they were surfing, and there was fucking big 10-foot sharks all in the water underneath them, all over the place. Fucking scary. Didn't do anything. They left them alone. They just they must have been already fed or whatever. But, yeah, they were just surfing along, and you could see sharks underneath them, crisscrossing underneath their surfboards, and it was pretty cool. You know, you think about, like, uh, ways you wouldn't want to die, and some people are, like, you know, guillotine or burn to death, drown to death, whatever, car accident. I don't think I'd want to be out there on my board and be circled by like great whites. I think that I would fucking, that would be one of my worst ways to go. Yeah. Cause you know, if you think about ways to die, there's a lot of terrible ways to go, but I think seeing it coming and knowing it's going to be bad yep. is the worst part. And you see that thing coming at you or it comes and takes your arm first. <sighs> and now you're, you're, you're trying to, to cope with the fact that you know you're going to die, but you're still trying to live. <laughs> that that window of time, I think, is the worst period do of the whole know, thing. Do we know? You got me thinking about like the uh, the ISIS suicides when they you know put the guys in the orange jumpsuits and put them on the VCR and cut their heads off. Do we know oh, right. if uh, those prisoners are doped up or are they sober? I think they're sober. You do because I'd heard that they might be. That's why they're so kind of at ease. None of them are 
sobbing their eyes out or begging for mercy. Oh, right. A lot right. of them just stand there or sit there stoic and and take it. <laughs> you know, the guy just next thing you know, he grabs their hair and starts sawing and 30 seconds later, they're kicking it around like a sock. You know, that's a good question because they do have heroin over there. We know that for sure. Right, right. Absolutely. So, I mean, they could smack them up a bit. Um, but I think, too, a lot of times, I think when you get caught by those types of guys, I think it doesn't take long before you you understand you're not going home. And I think you, you know that you, you know, people are going to see the footage. And I think that you use the word stoic. And I think that maybe some guys, that's a natural reaction. They're like, I'm not going to let these guys get a scream out of me. Wow. You know, you know what I mean? I think you, 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 some people, I think you might automatically go to that place where you're like, I'm just going to, I'm not fucking flinching. I'm not going to show fear. I, I can't say I've ever been there, you know? No, no, I know. But I could see, I could see it being a reaction. Some people would have like, fuck these guys. I'm not making a face. I'm just going to sit here. They're going to have to, they're going to have to, you know, kill me before I show any more fear. Cause I mean, at that point you've probably already shown a lot of fear and probably finished begging for your life and you realize you're not going to get home. So that's, that's a fucking bad situation, dude. I think I'd want a samurai, like a real samurai. <laughs> Oh, like someone skilled that doesn't have to fucking that doesn't take three minutes to get your head off. Yeah, like if you like you've seen like the last samurai, they they make the guy bend on his knees and then they take him from the back and it's just like a clean swipe. You don't yeah. feel that. I would take that. No. You know what else though is that whole honor system with the samurai where they disembowel themselves? Really? You know that thing where they, you know, if you fucked up or you brought dishonor, they they go down on their knees and they like. That's stick right. The short, that's right. They give themselves. They yeah. Stick the short sword in and bring it across the midsection and. Jeez, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not that tough. Of, I'm, I'm really not that tough. I'm a little. No. Boy. Yeah. No, like a bit of a farm. I, I know. I like to think I'm a tough farm boy, but that's. I'm a pussy compared to that. I'm telling you, there's no way. There's no. I couldn't even do. I couldn't even do. I couldn't even do what uh, Aaron Hernandez did and kill himself because he's gay. Like I couldn't even do that. Well, he was in prison when he did that too, didn't he? Yeah, with the bed sheets. Jesus. I know. Um, bodybuilding news. Um, Phil Heath was on the Fighter and the Kid. Yeah. So this is interesting to me because. I've seen Brendan, is it Schaub? Schaub, Brendan Schaub, yeah. Brendan Schaub, Brendan, Brendan Schaub. I've seen Brendan Schaub and Brian Callum, Callan? Yeah, Brian Callan, Callan. Callan, on on Rogan a bunch of times. The fight companions and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, And I've seen them make fun of bodybuilding together. You know, like I've seen them joking and laughing about bodybuilders and how ridiculous they are. Right. And I even remember Joe Rogan even put a picture of Phil Heath up and he was like, this is the best in the world right now. And they were like, Oh my God, imagine how much it hurts to look like that. He looks like he hasn't drank water in five days. Like, <laughs> you know, all the typical stereotypes. And then he must be on all the drugs in the world and you know, like all the typical stuff. So to see them have him on the show, I actually thought was good because it shows that they're, they're open-minded enough to go, okay, you know, jokes aside, let's have this interesting guy on and see what the fuck these guys do. So, I mean, you watched some of it. You heard, you listened to some of it? I did. Well, I got to listen to about 40, 45 minutes on the drive home from work today. And, uh, well, actually what the story is, I've been a fan of uh, The Fighter and the Kid for a while. And um, just because I think, you know, uh, Brendan Callen is, uh, excuse me, Brian Callen's fucking hilarious. And 
Uh, I was a fan of Shaw when he was on the uh, UFC, uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Um, so it's cool that they joined up and did a podcast together. And I've been listening to it for a long time. But Brendan's from, he played football at the University of Colorado. And that's obviously <clears throat> in Boulder. And that's not too far from Arvada, where I think Phil is. And they've trained at like Armbrust Pro together. And so they, and they went to college together because UC Denver where, or, uh, yeah, UC Denver, where Phil went, isn't too far from Boulder. And I think their paths crossed, even though Phil's a little bit older. Um, so they had that mutual respect. Uh, so I know Brendan uh, Schaub followed Phil for, you know, growing up, since they grew up in the same town and everything. But um, the interview was interesting because, like you said, they Brendan and Brian don't really know a ton about bodybuilding, but um, they definitely knew enough to throw some jabs in there, like um, – <clears throat> like this is the guy that beat Kai Green four times, and you know, or they they are just dropping like Kai Green little anecdotes. Like, so uh, your your trainer does he work with any other competitors at the Olympia? And feels like, well, well, not not this year. He used to, but not this year, and, and not in bodybuilding, but in some other categories. And uh, I can't remember which one. Brendan or Brian goes, yeah. So it's not like he's giving programs to like Kai or anything. And Phil goes, fuck no, I'd fire him. So, yeah, they, they had at least a little bit of tidbits and stuff, like, as far as uh, what to, you know, what to kind of be a pressure point for Phil. But it, it, everything was pretty softball because they don't really know the sport. So it's like listening to a beginner um, just ask these questions. So for, like, a hardcore enthusiast, I don't think it's going to be a good interview. But if you like TFAT-K, then you might enjoy it. It's, by the way, if you guys just go on iTunes – Search TFAK or the fighter and the kid, and then look at your feed. And it'll be up there. I don't know the name of the uh, the number of the episode, but it'll be there. Uh, Phil no, did no, mention what, no, what he what he likes, what he thinks he can spend uh, in prep for the Olympia. Uh, did you hear that? I, somebody? I saw that clip because it was on Instagram, and Phil said he spends five grand a month on food just and for himself. I, just for himself. I think that's that's ludicrous. He's, there's no <laughs> way he's spending five grand a month on food. I What's bet. he is. Does he have a, like a like a fucking Michelin star chef cooking it all for him or something? Well, he said he said his girlfriend is it Cherie that she yeah Cherie uh, makes it all. I uh, wait a minute here though. You're a pro bodybuilder. You know this five guy. grand. Come don't hold on. on. Don't I, and you're just as you know you're, you're consuming just as much because you're a big guy. Just because yeah. just because you're not fucking winning Olympias doesn't mean you're not doing the same thing. So you should know. No, no. But but second of all, but second of all, aren't, why isn't why doesn't Phil Heath have a a food sponsor. Well, first of all, I mean, how much does meat cost? Even I mean, if you're is eating, he, is he eating filet mignon and 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 Chilean well, that's what mass? I said. I is eating know. like like filet mignon, Kobe beef filet all day or something? You still can't spend. Can you spend five grand a month? That's a that's a ridiculous. Like oatmeal and rice is practically free. Say you're doing. Hold on. Say you're doing. So we'll, we'll try to break this down. So. Say you're spending twenty dollars a pound on your meat. Yeah, like, like you're buying crazy, even. Let, let's even say let's even say twenty five bucks a pound because you're buying the most ridiculously clean, organic, whatever bullshit you want. Okay. So and you're eating what? Three pounds a day. Three pounds a day. Okay, so we're at seventy five dollars. Yeah. Times seven days a week. Shit, Ron. Seventy five times seven. Oh, I thought you were using a calculator. I was like, waiting for you to, I was like, I was like waiting for you to just hit me up with a magical this answer because no, it sounded like good. you were typing. Everybody's doing this oh, for me. Well, it's five hundred and twenty-five dollars a week. 
So you're spending Five, you know eleven okay, hundred dollars a month times fifty two weeks in a year, right? 20, yeah, I mean, you're you're up around twenty five grand. Yeah, twenty seven thousand three hundred dollars for just his red meat if he eats twenty five dollar a pound or expensive fish or whatever the fuck or you want. Whatever the fuck, whatever honey's got him on to thin the skin. You know, to thin the skin. <laughs> Whatever he's on to thin the skin. This year I hear it's FST8, actually. So. And I, you're th- I think the Chilean sea bass might be correct. That might be the secret. That shit's fucking expensive and delicious. I'll tell they you. say it's tilapia, but that's because they don't want people to know the real answers. Right? Ugh. Ugh. So now, of course, so we got to get to the elephant in the room. Did they bring up juice at all? Um, not yet. Well, again, I'm only 40 minutes deep, so no. So I'm wondering if, like, Phil had to make them agree ahead of time. You know, he was coming off typical Phil the first 40 minutes, like, kind of, like, aggressively antagonistic. Like, everybody's out to get him still. You know, like, he has definitely taken on that character. So he may have told them outright, like, don't touch this topic. And there are, like, both those guys, Brennan and Brian, are non-confrontational guys. Like, they'd probably just say, okay, yeah, no problem, bro, no problem. Because they don't give a shit. If it was UFC and fighting where they're, like, in, they'd probably... Right. Like, if they had someone in front of them who's failed the test already, they might hit them with questions. Fuck, yeah. But they, they don't, they're not going to win any more fans or make any more money by attacking Phil. Right. They're just going to make other guests. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, like you said, it was a bit softball, but it's still interesting that they even had him on. Yeah, I think so. And uh, maybe it'll maybe they'll do more with that kind of genre because... I'm sure they're, they're going to get, just because our industry is so fanatical, I'm sure they're going to get a lot of opinions back. And I hope all of our listeners go tell them that, uh, you know, listen to them, tell us what you think. Uh, I was in South Carolina over the Memorial Day weekend here. I know it's not Canada's Memorial Day, but. <clears throat> no, no, but I do have to say that the Memorial Day is a really big deal for you guys. That's like your remembrance day. It is. Yeah. Not to be confused with veterans day where you just think this is actually where we now, remember. Our when's, when's your veterans day? Oh, is that because we have, I we have know. remembrance day on November 11th. Let me, let me ask Siri. Hey Siri, when is veterans day? Veterans day is on Saturday, November 11th, 2017. There. Boom. There you go. So that's remembrance day for us. The same date, or so, when is it? Yeah, it's always November 11th. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was in South Carolina, and we decided to drive, because that's what we like to do. Um, we drive from where we are now in Lake Worth, Florida. Remember, I'm not in Boca anymore, because Boca sucks. So I'm in Lake Worth, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about a ten and a half hour drive to my folks' house. So we took off Friday from work, and which Aaron did not like, I won't let you because it's the end of the month, and we need sales. And if Matt's gone, actually, this is a great side story. So the part, my partner at work, his name's Cowboy, he also took Friday off. So Aaron's top two sales guys played hooky. Um, I love it. I love any story where Aaron is most likely frustrated or irritated. It was great, too, because like, he's like texting frantically, like, this is not a good time for you guys to take off. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we put in like two weeks, we both put in like two weeks until every, you know, at least I did. I think he put in a week notice, which, yeah, not nice. But still, like, it was one of those things, like, you guys knew, you knew, you approved. So, uh, 
That was kind of funny. You know? Yeah, it is fun to kind of irritate him. As long as our numbers are good, though, I don't want to irritate him and uh, <laughs> sales are going the other direction. But um, So I'm up in South Carolina. Nice visit. It's always good to visit my folks and everything. Um, Pops is getting older, so the more I can see him, I love to do. Um, plus, they got to meet Sam, which is awesome. Well, not meet her, but you know, kind of get to know her more. They met her at Christmas, but um, the second time meeting the parents. So I, uh, I hope they... I continue to like her. I've yet to grow my mother and get the full debrief. So <laughs> that'll be coming though. I, she's listening to this, I'm sure. So, uh, or will be listening to this. So she'll want to know what the hell my mom said. So maybe that'll be, uh, on the next show, but I bring this up because we have the three dogs, as everybody knows, uh, tater chip and Geronimo and the boarding to board the dogs. It's outrageously expensive. It's like 50 bucks a dog. Per day, so we would have gone four days, and they probably would have billed us for the <laughs> fifth day. So it would have been costing a grand just to board these dogs, right? So, uh, and I, we've known this for a while, so it's not like this is new information. So we've been using a dog watcher, um, friend of Sam's and uh, my girlfriend, and for all we know, very trustworthy, nice girl. She's known her for a handful of years, and there's never been an issue. Um, she's watched our dogs before. Has well, she ever made out with her? Have I ever made out with her? No, has she ever made out with her? I don't believe so, although... Oh, uh, just trying to see how good of friends they were. I don't think they were uh, intimate. <laughs> <laughs> not to say not to say it's not possible. I'm just right, saying right, I don't okay. think it was with the dog watcher. See what I did there? Yes. 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 I'm a lucky guy. Um, <laughs> so... She's she stayed at her place before, but of course we moved. Now it's a I'm into a nice house, and uh, one of the features that Sam wanted to get in the nice house was security cameras. I thought it was a little overboard, but whatever. So we got the whole security system locked, uh, installed, codes, cameras, sensors, the whole fucking thing. And it, nowadays it's all attached to your phone, so we have an app on the phone. And I don't remember which brand. I'd love to give it a shout out. Um, it's not ADT, it's another one, but you can watch the camera and it gives you updates when you have your door locked. If you're away, if there's been anybody to unlock the code or whatnot, and the camera's pointed on the front door. So we're away, the dog watcher's watching it. We, she has a strict, uh, uh, deal that she is not allowed to have anybody over. I mean, this isn't fucking a place to just have a few friends over and hang out and watch the dogs. Like you're there to fucking feed them, pet them a little bit. Maybe play with them and take them out to pee and poop. I mean, that's basically the gist. Maybe three hours a day, um, but we're paying. You know, it's not like it's it's a it's a favor. I mean, it's, we're paying. So, do you also are there any other perks to the dog watcher job? Like maybe you fill the fridge with a bit of beer or oh yeah yeah or, everything yeah like, like, it's all welcome yeah the food the pantry the fridge it's all yeah. open yeah um, yeah okay cool nope. see that's that's a that's a great deal all you have to do is just. Stay here for a couple of days and don't spend any of your own money. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And we're going to pay you. Exactly. And there might okay. be a pot there too that you can have. Right. You know okay. what I mean? Like because you have a center, you have a, a bong centerpiece in every room, which we do. It's awesome. Um, okay. And so there might be that there too. So it's like, come on, this isn't a bad gig. You know, it's not like you have to be there all day. Just come back and forth, put them in the crate when because we put them in crates. So. Pushing ahead, we're about to make, it's Sunday morning, so it's just the other day, 
and we're, or excuse me, Monday morning. So it's Memorial Day. We're doing that 10-hour drive back home from uh, South Carolina to South Florida. And we check the phone, and it's like 9 o'clock Eastern. And somebody had opened the door at 7 a.m. And I said, so, okay, so who opened the door at 7 a.m.? I go look at the camera on the phone, and there's no – usually you see, like, the dogs run out because they're excited to see, like, fresh air and go pee. No. There's a, there's a man that walks out. And I'm like, oh, my God, who is going to die? And my blood's starting to boil. And I'm fucking getting red. And, I'm, and my fucking hands are sweating. And at this point, we were already about to pull off and get into a Starbucks. I go into order. Couldn't even order. I'm fucking shaking. I'm like, this fucking bitch had one assignment Take out my goddamn dogs. <laughs> Do not have anyone over. It's a brand new house. It's not like it's a goddamn college house. It's like a nice neighborhood house, right? No jizz on the couch that yeah. isn't yours. So <clears throat> then I see another notification, another video. This motherfucker had a cup of coffee and smoked a cigarette on my front doorstep. I was ready to fly home. I don't know how I was going to get home. I was going to go 110. First of all, why is she Why is she banging smokers? Well, she's a bartender. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So, as the story... The, pie- the pieces are falling together. It's starting to write itself. As the story goes, she wasn't working that night. Because I know bartenders. Keep in mind, too, she got, like, a long-distance boyfriend who lives in, like, Connecticut or something. Oh, so she's whoring around. Right. So not only she's, as the story goes, cause Sam calls her, she's like, I love, this is why Sam's a badass, like fucking badass. She's like, she mommed her. She's like, I, I won't use her real name. She goes, Jessica, who in the fuck was in my house at seven Oh two this morning. And there's like a pause. And this is when we're at Starbucks. And then all of a sudden I told you, you, are the only one to be in this house. How dare you break that pride, you know, break that trust or whatever. Oh, she went into her. I was like, yes. Kind of gave me a boner, not going to lie. Um, no, definitely. Kid, did you, you should get her to do angry phone calls while you're doing it. Dude, I know. We, we went home that night. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. I, I can actually picture myself. Oh, so um, good. Dude. Sorry, I didn't mean, you know, you know what I mean. Oh, jeez. I didn't yeah. mean I could picture myself railing your girlfriend doing angry phone calls. I meant <laughs> I could picture myself railing Emily while she was sternly <laughs> correcting someone on their improper behavior. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so as the story goes, she's out till about two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. She's at a bar. That's her good friend for years and years and years. They're hanging out, being social again. She's got a long distance boyfriend and they're too drunk. He's, excuse me, he's too drunk to drive home from whatever the bar they're at. And I guess she's okay to drive. So they drive home. He crashes on the couch I have no idea where she stayed because the bedroom looked untouched. And Sam's kind of a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in the sense that she would, like, fold the bed exactly a certain way. So if it was even off by, like, a millimeter of an inch, she would know. And she would pounce like a fucking cougar getting dinner. That's what I'm talking about. 
So they didn't do it in your bed. I don't think so, but I don't know where she stayed. I, don't, I mean, we've got chairs, but who sleeps in a chair? I mean, I guess if you're drunk enough. And if they were small enough, they both could have fit on the couch. So the question is, uh, this one burned, you know, really chapped my ass because, you know, you had a stranger in the house. I have nice things in my home. I have my dogs in the home. I, I just don't know who the guy is. Right. Uh, very alarming. You know, what if he was an asshole? What if he was a thief and she didn't know it? What if he's a random hookup? You know, like I, my, I, I didn't know. Right. Um, what if she barely knows his name? I, exactly. The, the list could go on and on. Like, why the fuck is this guy in my house? Whether I know the story now or I know this, find out the story, you know, after the fact, whatever the truth is, it doesn't matter. Um, so given what we know, she breaks, she broke the trust of both of us. Uh, but she is very good with the dogs. I, I do know that. Um, overall, until then, she seemed very trustworthy. Um, and she's cheap by comparison to putting in it, put the, the puppies in a kennel. So the question is, what do you do? Do you try to find a new dog walker that you trust with your animals? And if anybody knows me and, and you can relate, my dogs are my kids like they are. Like, I'd be crushed if something happened to them. So... Uh, you don't just give that trust to anybody. Uh, I don't know. So, so, so now what does Sam want to do? At first she was fucking as hot as me. Cause she even made the phone call. You know, I didn't even make the phone call. Um, I think leveler heads might've prevailed, prevailed. Exactly. Yeah. Thank so you. when you asked me what I would do, here's what I, I, I asked. The first thing I asked was, how hard is it to replace her? <laughs> because when it comes to someone that can watch your dogs, that's a huge thing. Like if you trust her with the dogs, man, it's hard to find someone else that you can trust with the dogs too. I know that, you know, we got a dog watcher that we use really good friend of ours. And I mean, if we lost him, like if he moved away or something, I mean, fuck, we'd be kind of hooped for, for a while. Mm-hmm. So what do you think you're going to do? Or are you going to wait for the all-bull regulars to, to pipe up? <laughs> That's actually a good suggestion. I probably should wait for the all-bull regulars, too. Should do an, we should do an all-bull post. I know. That's, I think that will actually. Watcher. Do we, uh, do we save the dog, walk, dog walker or, or do we send her to the ghetto? You know? I, I Also, too, I'm not going to lie, a photo of the dog walker would help. She's got big tits, but it's really that's about it. Okay. Slim, slim, well, slim and big tits, but that's about it. Well, that's still, you're still ahead of, like, you know, you're still ahead of the curve there. Yeah. yeah but, you know, kind of, kind of the bartender, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. That's yeah. all good. Kind of ridden hard and put away wet. Hey, Albo listeners. My name is Preddy, and recently I started stacking various farm-grade smart drugs or nootropics to my supplement regimen, and let me tell you, this has been an absolute game-changer never low on motivation i'm focused all day and my pain tolerance has shot through the roof now the cool thing about this is that i'm getting all these benefits without the crash that i usually get with pre-workouts or any type of caffeinated or stimulant based products now i took all these different tropics that i was using and i work with manufacturers around the world to create a supplement called azith now azith is not for the faint of heart but it's a very, very powerful and potent nootropic formula that includes a synergy of farm-grade peptides, pharmaceuticals, and herbs that are clinically proven to boost neuroadrenaline, dopamine, and serotonin in the brain. 
And let me tell you, it will change the way you think, you feel, and you perform. The cool thing about Azith is that I've packaged it in a 30-capsule resealable Mylar bag that you can really stuff into your back pocket, your gym bag, or even in your locker. So I really want to invite all of you guys to check out Azith at www.seekingazith.com. That's S-E-E-K-I-N-G-A-Z-O-T-H.com. And if you enter the discount code ALLBULL in all caps, you will receive two packs for the price of one. The best bar ever is more than just a name. It's a fact. Supplement and product review expert Matt Szymanski rated this bar number one among some of the top protein-packed treats on the market, and it is back on ProjectBodybuilding.com. Loaded with 15 grams of protein per bar and made fresh with real food, you can cheat clean on this gluten-free, fiber-filled delicacy. Enter promo code MPP15 at checkout to receive 15% off your order at BestBarEver.com. With so many amazing flavors like apple pie, chocolate coconut, chocolate peanut butter, cinnamon bun, and cookie dough, you are sure to satisfy your sweet tooth guilt-free. So again, guys, enter promo code MPP15 at checkout and find out why best bar ever is, well, the best bar ever. What's up, guys? This is Matt Smansky from ProjectBodybuilding.com, and I'm here to tell you a little bit about Metaform, the revolutionary water-based SEO containing hyaluronic acid and zero oil. Metaform is also self-dispersing, making it virtually impossible to mess up or cause large lumps. Metaform also requires far less applications and overall volume than other SEOs on the market and can last up to 18 months with hyaluronic acid being used and studied for many years in the medical community, you can count on a very effective, but more importantly, very safe product to use. To learn more, check out Metaform.com and use code PBB10 for 10% off your order at checkout. You train hard to achieve superhuman status, so why should you eat like a mere mortal? Mutant and their advanced line of products can help you to leave humanity behind and become, well, a mutant. To fill all your supplement needs from multivitamins and MCT oils to pre-workouts and proteins. But wait, there's more. Don't just supplement like a mutant, dress like one too. They've got shirts, stringers, zip hoodies, pullovers, hats, and more. So check out their entire selection at IamMutant.com. Hey buddy, should we get to some listener questions? Rinsed but not washed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> listener questions. They're brought to you by... Mutant, Redcon 1, and Azoth, SeekingAzoth.com. Check them out. Highly potent nootropics. We have listener yes. questions from all over the globe, I think. Let's hear them. Got to, I got to tie into that listener questions page on Instagram, guys. That's where you follow us, All Bull Radio, on Instagram. We both post. In case you were yes. Right. Yeah, I got to post more. I have an idea for a couple of regular postings I could do for All Bull. Okay. So I'm going to start doing them. Beautiful. And if you guys noticed too, by the way, thanks for all the support. We posted that. Um, just if you have a suggestion for the show, I'll go over those real quick, um, which was really nice. We got a lot of good feedback. More frequent – because I, I wrote – this is a post I made. Um, more bodybuilding, more off-topic, more drugs, frequent guests, more shows, less shows. Tell us what – tell us, and we'll do our best to make it happen. Um, hopefully so. You know, like we're going to have hopefully Dorian on here uh, next week or so. Um, 
so guests are definitely on the uh, horizon. So Gus Bus 05, there you go. He wants more business. The logo stuff from Redcon and Mutant, where we came up with that stuff. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. This is good t- stuff for future shows, too. Just uh, Yeah. Um, DH Fit, more bodybuilding in life, just like what you're doing now. Off topic, you guys are hilarious. More of everything. You guys are doing a really awesome job. Makes my Wednesdays, Wednesdays great. Um, more of all the above. More drugs, more stories. Um, more making fun of Mike Polsonella. Um, I, I added <laughs> that one in there. Um, Voices of Bodybuilding, though, guys. Check out that podcast. Um, off topic gear and a video, and some video component. That's interesting because I have figured out how to do uh, the video. The question is, do we want the video? Because it's not like, Ron, we do this in high-end studios. Um, right. You know, they'll have the, the bed sheet hanging over your window in the background. Right. It's one of those things that's like, I, I finally did learn how to do a <laughs> Skype video recording, and we can do these on YouTube, and it can look you know, very Palumbo-ish. But do we want that? Right, or do we just want to try to make it to the next level right off the bat? Who knows? Um, okay. So that is that is a good option, good good uh, good deal. Um, anyways, okay, so we'll do these listener questions. All right, all right. Let's hear it. All right. <laughs> pull them up, pull them up. Okay. Greg Gaussian, do either of you guys have issues with snoring? If so, are there any particular conditions that make it worse for you, like weight gain, water retention, or certain supplements? Kick it off, because, yes, we both probably snore. Um, so I snored. I'd say my worst snoring was when I was at my fattest. Um, so it used to be where as soon as I hit 300 pounds, I would start to snore because that's when I was at my fattest. But then over the years – I'm able to stay leaner at 300. You know what I mean? Like my body comp has gotten better. Sure. So I actually don't snore at 300 now, but that's because I'm a side sleeper. I have to sleep on my side. I can't sleep on my back. It's really hard for me to fall asleep. And if I do sleep on my back, that's when Emily will wake me up and go, you're fucking snoring. But I, uh, I've do you never sound like a chainsaw? Do you sound like a chainsaw or do you know? <clears throat> no, I guess I'm not the aggressive chainsaw snore. I'm more of a kind of annoying, loud breather type snoring. Um, so I've never been tested for sleep apnea, but I don't think I have trouble sleeping. I always feel like I sleep really well. Um, so, uh, you know, I fall asleep on my side. Uh, and as soon as I get into my contest prep, I feel like I'm just not going to snore at all. So uh, that's obviously body weight and water and all that dropping. But I remember when I first hit 300 pounds, the very first time I hit 300 was like 2001 or something, 2002. And I was just like a blown up, like McDonald's eating D-ball pop, 300. And um, I remember I was snoring real fucking bad. Like my girlfriend was like, you, you can't, this isn't going to work. Like you're going to have to fix this. And then I started my contest diet and I immediately stopped snoring. So, you know, it just changes depending on what I, you know, what my body comp is. Yeah, that makes sense. I uh, my old buddy, you guys have seen some videos with me working out with badass Billy Gunn from the WWE. Uh, first time I went over to his house, he and his wife, I noticed that they had separate beds in their bedroom. And happily married couple, what the hell's going on? He snored so loud that they actually, you know, they'd fuck or whatever. But when it was time to go to sleep, they just go in the other room. So very interesting that it gets that bad. You know, as you know, about a year and a half year ago or so. 
I had the sleep apnea test, and I and I do I had it then. I, again, do you ever not have it? Can you get away from it, or or are you always carrying it? Just it's dormant. I don't even know. I think that depends if it's genetically or like your fault. I think some people. So I know it has to do with the, they say girth of the neck is a direct relation to how likely you are to have sleep apnea. So right off the bat, you know, I'm in trouble because I do have a big neck. But then if you have a pretty big esophagus genetically, you're less likely to have sleep apnea. And then it also depends on the size of your tongue compared to the opening in your throat because your tongue drops back and plugs that up a lot. I've known many girls, though, that are very thin to have very deep throats. Yes, that can also happen. Yeah, and some really tiny girls that have really stretchy buttholes. Right. That's right. That's right. I it's funny. And it's you funny just, you... you don't know until you try. God, that's a good, good observation. Very, very well done. Uh, I'm with you. All jokes aside, the, uh, the side sleeping, that's me too. I can't sleep on my back. Um, what else? I think it was uh, particular conditions. Yeah, my weight gain. Supplements, no, I wouldn't say anything that uh, it relates to it. Just, it's just body weight. Um, yeah. Here's a good plug. Take Fade Out from Redcon 1. It'll help you go to sleep. Um, Uh-oh. Did you see that? Just drop it in there. Drop it in there. Drop it in there. And, 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 you know, it also goes well with ZMA from Mutant. There, see, see, now you're getting it. There we from go. The, from the <laughs> core series. You know, some little ZMA before bed never hurt anybody. Exactly. See? See? Philip Carr, 58. Firstly, got to say, Fade Out is brilliant. Now, I did not fucking tell him to say that. You guys can go and look. And he, he wrote that. Philip Carr, 58. Firstly, got to say, Fade Out is brilliant. My question is, do you guys ever struggle with clothes? Getting everyday formal stuff is a pain in the ass. Um, even in the UK, if you're big and surprised. It, talking gibberish now. Most gym brands don't cater for larger guys and normally go for XL or double XL. Can't tell me the details fits into a uh, you can't tell me Dallas fits into a double XL um, well we have three XL stuff at Redcon and we do too at Mutant as well there you go all of our clothes are we go up to three XL on everything and uh, one of the problems with he's in the UK right now so the UK is really big on a lot of the men's physique type clothing like the Gymshark stuff that has a really tapered joggers and all that stuff so none of that clothes none of that stuff's made big that's true. I, I noticed what Conor McGregor's wearing. It's very form-fitting. Yes. That could, the current trend, the tapered leg. Yeah, it's like Dwayne Wade. You ever see him like do a press conference? It's like fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Scott Weston, two, uh, 2W. I just watched Generation Iron 2. I still haven't watched it. Have you watched it? Yes. Okay. Um I had no idea Iris Kyle and Hide were a couple. Jesus fuck. When the hell did that happen? Who fucks who? <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, who's bigger? She's probably still bigger because she's keeping size. That's for fuck sure. She's unbelievable. Like, her condition, just for the hell of it, is ridiculous. She's I'll in like world class condition all year long. I'm, I, I love Iris as far as what she was able to do, but I personally think even more of a freak are the uh, the figure girls, Latoria and Shaniqua. What's, what's 
the other black girls? They're, those are the two girls that have like the non-existent waist. Yeah, and the sweeping quads and huge cap jaw. It's just it's it's unworldly what they look like. And and Candace Lewis looks good too, but she doesn't have it like the other two. And she's freaky though. Yeah, it's a, so. What did we think of Generation Iron Two? You haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it. Where? Do, where? where can, I know you said you saw it on Cody, but yeah, where, I just, where is uh, it? I just, where is it? Like for everybody? Yeah, else. I don't know. I just pulled it up on Cody and watched it. I didn't really like it. It was pretty disappointing. Is it a Vlad? I, um, same thing. Yeah, it's Vlad. Um, I get what he's trying to do. He thought he'd go after the social media angle this time instead of the Mr. Olympia, but. I thought it kind of failed because there's no climax to it as far as I'm concerned. And, Matt, we all know the climax is the most important part. Money shot is the fucking money shot. There's no money shot. So, because, um, you know, there's no Mr. Olympia. It's not building up to a show. It's, you know, Callum Von Moger, Rich Piana, you know, Iris Kyle. And it's just, you know, showing their experiences. It's that... Um, um, who's the guy from Oxygen that won the Arnold 212? Uh, Ashkatani. Uh, yeah, Ashkatani. It's him. It uh, shows Brandon Curry talking quite a bit, Lee Haney. So there's there's some cool little interview segments in it. And I actually thought of all the people in the video, I thought that, well, Iris comes off really well. I mean, obviously the average person's not going to be able to handle how she looks. But Iris comes off well. They're, her and her and Hyde are interesting. Um, but I thought Rich came off really good. I thought he actually managed to come out of the film probably the best of everyone. Um, obviously, Wait, hold on. What, 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 what kind of role did they put him as? Like the guy that just goes to the gym and, and drinks his, you know, meal replacement? Or no, he he talked the whole time about how. Um, I guess he talked a lot about how. You know, he did everything in his power to try to turn pro, and and then when he realized he was getting nothing back and just spending all his money, he decided to to quit competing. And then, you know, he says he thought that was it for him, and then he tells a story about how a company sponsored him, which is obviously us when we worked with him, right? A company sponsored him and kind of breathed new life into him and, you know, got him a bunch of exposure, and then he just ran with it. Um but he comes off as like a businessman. Like he really does. He comes off as like a, a guy who plans everything and, you know, he's just all about his brand and he's always thinking about his brand and promoting his brand. And, um, I mean, the average person watching it would think, what a lunatic. Cause like, you know, he says stuff like first thing I do when I get up is I take a shot of GH, yeah, me too. you know, and he talks about that and he talks about drugs and he's open about everything. So obviously the average person's not going to think he's like, you know, the best example of fitness, but I thought he came off really well as far as sounding intelligent and being well-spoken. Hey, will you tell the story to everybody and me again, um, where you guys found Rich to sign him back in Mutant back in the day? Yeah, well, okay, so there's a photographer, videographer named Alex Ardenti, who's very famous. Everyone in fitness knows Alex. He lives in L.A., and he's shot everybody, you know? And at the time... Mutant wasn't in the United States yet. So we were looking to take the brand south of the border. And California was going to be the first state that we were going to get our products into. So we wanted to get a bodybuilder from California that we could use, but we had no money. Uh, so we couldn't really afford to sign like a, you know, like a Venice Beach Pro or anything like that. You know, we're looking at getting somebody for like very little money. 
And Alex happened to know Rich because he sees him every day at North Hollywood Golds. And Alex said to Ryan, he said, hey, you know, I know this Rich Piana guy. He doesn't compete anymore, but he still looks like a freak. And he probably wouldn't cost much because, you know, he, he makes his own money. He's got his own business and stuff. He's not like he's like dying for a sponsor. And he might, he might want to work with you just because it would be fun for him, you know, to kind of be involved in the industry. And uh, so – and he thought he'd be good for the brand because he looked like a mutant. So then he introduced – you know, Ryan flew down and met him. And they, you know, they chatted and came to an agreement. And we sh- they filmed the first series with Alex Ardenti. It was called Leave Humanity Behind. And there was just a video. There was one where Rich was showing off his cars and then one where he was showing off his dogs and one where he was talking about girlfriends. He did this like six-part series. And all of those videos got like a million hits each. Was Right Babe in the picture yet or was that before Right No, that was before. It was way before. So um, those videos really got a ton of traction for Mutant, obviously, because it's a million views a video. And then, obviously, they got a ton of traction for Rich. So that was kind of the beginning of the Mutant getting into the States and obviously the beginning of Rich getting you know any sort of recognition at all. Does he ever send you guys thank you cards for doing that? No. <laughs> no. I mean, we're on good terms with him. You know? I mean, he just wanted to go do his own thing. You know, he had a one-year contract. He served it, and when it was up, he left, and that was it. Isn't that amazing that, like, a Phil Heath can't get any traction with his brand, has to ditch it, but Rich Piana has a fucking wildly successful brand, and he's basically a nobody? Well, I mean, the power of marketing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is. What has Phil done to talk to the average consumer? He's won Mr. Yeah. Olympias. That's what he'd tell you. Right, right. That's, and that's, to him, that was the reason why his brand should have been successful. Well, he played college basketball, too. Don't forget that. But, uh, yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, in today's day and age, I mean, you, you've got to connect with people. And you can't, you can't just expect them to give a shit about you. And I guess that's what we're seeing in bodybuilding now is you've got to be able to connect with people. And if you can't, if you can't talk to people one-on-one and be accessible, that's another thing. I always say no matter what Rich does, I will always give him credit for having hustle because that guy, he fucking works. Yep, and travels all over he, the world. He travels all over the world. He's the first guy at the expo, last guy to leave. Okay. Well, not first guy. He usually rolls in about 1030. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He stays there till every fan sees him. And, um, and that's something Jay Cutler always did. And that's why Jay Cutler has that exact same organic reach where every fan that's met Jay, I mean, I'm sure there's bad stories about everybody, but how often do you hear a bad story about Jay? Right. Very rarely. Well, except character. Well, <laughs> hey, they're still friends. <laughs> so you know what I mean? So, uh, that's just how you do it. How often do you hear a bad story about Phil to be fair? Quite often. There you go. Yeah. Right. Is, is, so, Phil, is Phil, do you think, though, like, he's actually adapted to the villain? Like, do we think he's actually a bad guy, and then he got a chip on his shoulder, and then over time he actually believed his own bullshit? Well, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I don't know Phil, Phil well enough to comment on what he thinks of his position as a villain or not. Um, I, I think that, 
I think that he's he's an incredibly busy guy. I mean, he travels as much as Jay used to travel, you know. Right. But, I mean, still, you know, you still hear stories about him, you know, uh, unfortunately. But also, too, Phil's the champ. Everyone loves to talk shit about the champ, so there's always that. You know, you're never going to make everybody happy. I mean, I've had a lot of good run-ins with Phil. I mean, you know, he's been a nice guy to me, but... Um, I could see him being a real busy type of guy. You know, you know what I also think? I also think that everybody, no, I don't mean everybody, but just the vibe he gives off to a lot of people, people don't really like Hani. And you associate Hani and Phil as like, oh, what a fucking duo of douchiness. And I think well, that plays into a lot of it. It'd be like if, if I, I'm, just, I'm just speculating there that a lot of people just kind of don't like that tandem. That's possible too. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, if if you happen to be paired up with someone that has a certain amount of unpopularity in certain circles, it can rub off on you. Like so. if, if Phil was with Tad the Diet Coach, you know, he's like super positive. <laughs> Tad the Diet Coach, not laughing at Tad, but just laughing at the of Phil working with Tad. That'd be so weird. That's what I'm saying, though. And all of a sudden, I bet you Phil would win over a lot of fans. Well, it would probably definitely affect his the way people view him. Yeah. Hell, even if he hired Chad Nichols. Yeah, that's probably, another one. People exactly. probably go, oh, wow, what's Phil up to? He's or, changing his camp. Or Chris is It's like when a fighter, like when a fighter changes camp, changes camp, people always think, oh, is he going through a spiritual change? Yep. You know? You know, it's, it's, it's a big deal when a fighter changes coaches. Exactly. We kind of got off page there. So I want to, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, Body by Ian. Um, two questions. Is Rocky a sports movie or a love story? Oh, well, it's everything. That's why it's one of the best movies, if not the best movie of all time. That's why it won an Oscar for best screenplay. Yeah, it's, 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 God, it shows friendship. It shows loss. It shows, it shows loyalty. Yeah, it's, it's hard work. You know? uh, Adrian! Sense of community. Like, it fucking had everything. Like, it really did. Yeah, it is one of the ultimate rags to riches story. Uh, and then his second question is, Die Hard, a Christmas movie. Why, by golly, of course yes, it, it is. is. <laughs> Of course it is. Anything with uh, anything with Christmas Eve as the center point of the movie, a Christmas music soundtrack, and uh, several scenes involving Christmas props. Anything with Carl Winslow is like a Christmas movie. <laughs> the cop. The cop. Carl, Carl Winslow. That's um, so funny. Here we go. K96. Uh, we didn't skip any. Okay, K96. What's Ron's post-show supplements he likes to keep running? I assume he means supplements and probably uh, <laughs> the, the super supplements. Well, I talked about this, I think, was it la- even like last episode? I thought we touched been, on yeah. this. Yeah, you can breathe. I, I usually just go down. I, I know, you know, the whole post-show grow window that everyone talks about? Yeah. I believe know. in that, but I don't believe you need a lot of drugs for that because you're just on a bunch of drugs, and I think it's best for you to get off of almost everything and clean your body out, start detoxing your body, and just rely on the, a low dose of tests, like maybe three, 400 milligrams a week um, while you take advantage of your post-show growth window. Because honestly, a few hundred milligrams of test is going to be more than enough to make use of that post-show grow window because the post-show grow window is actually largely about a caloric surplus and being super sensitive to insulin. So... You can get a lot of rebound off a good, clean diet with just, you know, elevated calories and a small amount of testosterone. And you can, I mean, you can blow up like 30 pounds and still look hard, you know. I love when you drop those knowledge bombs. I'm just going to 
Boom. I'm just going to let the mic drop. Carlos, TLK, who do you guys think are the top three hottest chicks in the industry? Ooh. Oh, God damn. That's tough. I mean, that's a competitive market you're running now. <sighs> I'm going to get I mean, okay. I, I'll, I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off. Amanda Latona. Oh, well, see, see I was just going to say, you know, Amanda Latona is kind of retired, but I'm She's I'm in the still, industry, though. Yeah, and I still think she's just, I mean, amazing. I'm just thinking about girls who I follow on Instagram. So to me, when people say, what is bikini? I say Amanda Latona winning the flex model search before she was pro. Look at you. You're that specific. to me is bikini. She was just fucking bone. You're a full catalog of pictures and video clips of hot. <laughs> so now I got people googling Amanda Latona flex bikini model search. It would have been like it would have been like 2012 or something. Your spank bank must be fucking phenomenal. Well, I got a lot of memories, a lot of spanks, but you keep them too. Oh um, yeah, you got to keep those. I like Kathleen Tesori in my runner-up spot. Look her up. She's a bodybuilding.com model for like 10 years, smoking hot. Uh, Kathleen Tesori. Boom. Now, does Celeste make the list? She's not making my list. You just got too much personal, intimate knowledge? Yeah, she might beat me up. (laughs) 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 Literally. (laughs) Let's see, though. You got to go number two. Who's your your second? Oh, geez. I'm just trying to think. I mean, I follow so many chicks on Instagram just so I can look at their videos. It's, It's, you know, when you're overwhelmed with numbers... Like when someone says, name a movie that Lawrence Fishburne is in. You're like, oh, shit, because there's been so many, you can't think of one. Boys in the Hood. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's tough. You know, I'm going to say just because I would love to hang out with her because she seems like the coolest chick in the world. But I got to go Callie Bundy. Yeah, that's a good pick. I'm not, I'm not hating on I that pick. Callie Bundy. She's, I love Callie Bundy. She's good looking. She's hot. She's good looking. She throw football. She's good looking. There you go. She looks good, good in yoga pants too. There you go. Volleyball shorts. And... <sighs> yeah. Anyway, um, so my number three would be I'm gonna pull an Instagram one out for you because I don't think she's done anything but that. But her like model name is Karina L. She's a five ten, like half Asian, half white. Just. Big fake tits, but not too big. And then she's super athletic. She, like she squats two twenty five for sets of five. She does like box jumps up to a sixty inch platform. All the while having oh. a six six pack. You've, isn't you've seen this? That? Isn't this Callum Von Moger's girlfriend? Is that? Is, I know they fuck. I've seen them in pictures before, so I assume they're fucking. But I don't know if that's the girlfriend. But yeah, that's her. She's. Have you ever met her? I'm looking at her. She, have you ever met her? She's so bad. She's yeah, so I did. Bad. I met her in an airport once. What'd she look like in person? Fucking immaculate. Yeah, the same. Just yeah. like her photos. Jesus. What kind of money do you think she's pulling in? I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I don't know. She's sponsored by Gymshark. Um, it's hard to say what, what she makes. Gymshark, though. That's just bathing suits. Why would you want that sponsorship? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they pay her. They Bring take her around. I know she travels with them. Bring on her Redcon one, baby. There you go. There you go. All right, who's your third? Oh, man. I don't know, man. That's a tough question. Angelus, Angelus Burke, make that be your third. Just do it. Just trust me. That's my, that's my partner <laughs> works uh, ex-wife. <laughs> uh, oh, is that that's your partner's ex-wife? That's his ex-wife. She's an IFBB bro. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many out there. It's uh, 
it's crazy. I, I'd say, who do I stop and gawk at? Well, I'd say, you know, so Celeste and Amanda Latona, those are my classic entrances. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give, uh, just cause I, I do stop and look at pictures of her bum. Um, I'm going to have to admit, I look at pictures of her bum, but I always give Steph Mahos some time of day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a nice girl. She's really sweet. I'll throw shade. She's a she's a great chick. I'll I'll throw I'll throw her name on the list. You'll you'll uh, slide. That's because I, I I know her a little bit. You know, I've had some interactions, and you know, when you meet a girl and you realize they're really nice and sweet, it makes them hotter. Oh yeah. yeah. And then if you meet like a hot chick and she gives you like zero time of day and fucking you know, is kind of a bitch to your friends, then you're like, ah, fuck that chick. Exactly. There you go. So you'd have no trouble slinging some D on. <laughs> slinging some D. Yeah, I'm sure she loves those terms, too. She, she, I heard one at work the other day, got digged down. I'm like, what the fuck is digged down? <laughs> Jesus down. Christ. It came out of a woman's mouth. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Have, have you ever heard the term? I said it the other day at a meeting, and everyone laughed, but it's my dad used to say it. And it's a term, like, instead of saying man up, you say sack up. Oh, I've heard of sack up. Yeah, for sure. Sack up. Yeah. You know? Okay, that's funny. Because I said it and everyone laughed. I was like, what? They're like, sack up. Where'd you get that? <laughs> poor, poor Choice wants to know, why does everyone want to see PJ fail? Um, I don't. I, I don't. I anybody fail. No. Um, I do have some tidbits. I, I heard a rumor that he's been off gear for four months, and that's why he's looking kind of disgusting. I don't know if that's true or not, but. That side-by-side uh, photo of PJ next to Jonah Hill. Fucking classic. Just oh, who made that? I can't say. <laughs> I can't say. Usually means that the answer would be really good. <laughs> so why do you think he's doing that? Just uh, fucking... I don't know, honestly. I don't know if he's paranoid, just kind of going off the deep end since the uh, divorce is you know, ongoing, or if... He's realized what a dumbass movie made a year ago by ruining his friendship with Aaron and finally dawned on him. I, I don't know, but he is just a shell of his former self. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he can pull together by the Olympia. Um, well, I always liked PJ. I always had good run-ins with him. I hope he fucking, you know, I don't know. So he sold the company to, to, to high tech. Yeah. They sold a portion, like a third of it. Okay. To high tech, to Jared Wheat, who owns uh, 13, 14 different companies. He sells Mesomorph, if you guys know that one, obviously. Um, he owns Gaspari. He, Rich Gaspari sold it to uh, Jared Wheat. So um, he owns quite a few brands in the industry that you guys definitely know of and probably have used. So, um, But what else did he ask? Could you see him as someone that would end up... That would end it all if the cards fall. No, I don't think PJ suicidal. No, no, you never RJ, know. Though. P- PJ will come through. Do you just wait? There'll be a there'll be a magazine cover in its future again. The reinvention of PJ Braun. Mm-hmm. There you go. Tez Teza, why do pro bodybuilders get fucked off when someone posts steroids on one of their posts? We all know because it's, it's a dickhead move. It's a dickhead move. You know that's a good point. It's like. It's yep. a dickhead move that points out something that nobody's denying, and it adds nothing to the conversation, and it shows disrespect. Yep. Bingo. That's why. Bingo. I mean, it, you know I, mean? I, I find it fascinating, though, and you, anybody that's big knows this, but 
and Ron, obviously you know this, but it's just an, an observation. People have no problem coming up to you and saying, how'd you get those muscles or whispering steroids or what's your workout or, and they're not doing it like in the complimentary way. They, right, right. A lot of times they're doing it in kind of a wise ass way. Um, we as large you know, people, mostly men, but I guess we have some women listeners. Um, we don't ever go up to somebody and be like, you're fat and disgusting. Go to the gym. Like we just, at least, no. at least what I know, we mostly keep to ourselves. We just keep our mouth shut because we don't like to be well, treated how everybody fucking treats us. And writing, writing just that simple like steroids comment on pictures, like on that'd YouTube, be the same. YouTube, yeah, that would be the same as going on um, a girl's profile and just writing fake tits. Yep, yep. Because they know they have fake tits. Everyone else knows they have fake tits. And that's not what they're talking about right now. And you've added nothing to the discussion, and you're being a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good observation. I really think girls with fake tits can really relate to big bodybuilders or big strong men, big football players. As a matter of fact, I think so much that I encourage all women to go find your bodybuilder or football player or strong man if you have fake tits because we can relate. You know, it's, it's you're getting stared at all the time. There's lots of snide comments, lots of they wouldn't be hot without – those tits, those steroids, blah, blah, blah. So right, right. we might as well come together, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. And no one will appreciate them more than a than, than a guy like that. Exactly. Especially. There you uh, go. Big Wayne 79. Top 10 or top 5 pro health supplements uh, can be for both of us. Um, all right. Want to ramble off some? Oh, shit. I don't know. There's lots that I've tried and I wasn't convinced by, but I do think that just taking fish oil every day is a great idea. Uh, Fish oil, vitamin C. I take zinc. I take vitamin D because I know I'm deficient because I've had blood tests and I've had skin cancer. So I know that I've been vitamin D deficient. Uh, So that's a health supplement for me. Um, Also that... um, uh, what's that, that supplement I take for the heart? Um, cardatone. There's cardatone. There's uh ubiquinol. Yeah. A lot of people take for heart. Yeah. So I take cardatone or ubiquinol or whatever that stuff is. And, uh, also I take Tudka all the time. For your liver. Just cause my liver has never been bad, but I figure I'm older. So I should just, you know, take it anyways. I do know. You, I, I'm pretty sure you have to cycle Tudka. I've looked into that. Right. Okay. So maybe I'm killing myself is what you're saying? Uh, you might be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw it. I use a daily probiotic. I do that. Uh, by the way, I'm echoing all of Ron's stuff. I also use uh, a fiber, a psyllium husk fiber. I get that from True Nutrition. Always have. Until that little brief period, I'd use Palumbo stuff. Um, what else do I use? I use NAC. I use N-acetylcysteine. I use vitamin D like you do. Yeah, all that good stuff. So I, I definitely think it at least uh, is an insurance policy. Um, yeah. What type of kratom do you use, Matt? Uh, I use uh, Bali when I use it, and I like the uh, what the fuck is it? Green Borneo. I want to say is my other favorite one. Um, but we don't have a sponsor in, in kratom, so I'm not giving out any fucking places I get that stuff. So um, if you guys want us to get a sponsor, they'll tell your favorite kratom uh, source to. Hit us up on Instagram. There's plenty of you guys out there. I know. Um, I got to get Ron hooked on it. It's good stuff. 
Uh, that's just what I need. <laughs> Another vice. And something gross to drink. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, you know, you can mix it. I've figured out you can, like, throw some flavored, like, the Crystal Light squirts in there. It, 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 <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the worst. Um, by, the, <laughs> by the way, tried Redcon's Total War, and I like it. It's not too crazy stimulant-wise, but strong enough for that extra push. And so that raw doesn't feel left out, I use Mutant Small Tea and also really like the formula. Well, there you go. There you go. That's part of the core series. We have a good, we have a, um, a series of products called the core series and they're all just like the real base stuff like glutamine, multivitamin, you know, a good carnitine, that sort of stuff. Right on. So cool. Very good. Very good. Um, Gus Bush, you already had a question, so we're going to skip you, Rob Cannon. Matt, Ron, what do you guys think to you? Uh, what do you guys think about marijuana use for bodybuilding, good or bad? Talk about what advantages it can bring and what disadvantages there are. Well, I don't know. When it comes to marijuana, I generally give the same response. Is that um, some people do great on it. Other people don't do great on it. And it just kind of depends on your personality. And um, I definitely feel like the relaxation and quality of sleep benefits that I get from it uh, hugely um, – balance out the aches and pains and stiffness and you know kind of I know after leg day I am so irritated like my nervous system is so irritated that I have a really hard time falling asleep and uh, it was funny because I'm actually starting to train legs hard enough and heavy enough now after my injury that I get that feeling again because I didn't have that for months and I kind of missed it and then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, I started, you know, but, you know, I've been putting a plate on the leg press every couple of weeks, you know, building up my strength again. And all of a sudden I started having leg workouts where I'd get home at night and I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm having these leg day sleeps again. So that's when I would have, you know, have a hoot. I know you love that word. Matt. <laughs> I started to crack a smile as soon as you said it. <laughs> So uh, I'd, I'd, I'd have a hoot and then I could sleep. So, I mean, there's a definite benefit for it. But, um, you know, some people some people do have problems with, you know, motivation and they get super tired and they just don't function well on it. So it's not for everybody. Um, as far as, like, smoking it, like I know some guys like to smoke to train. Um, that I'm not, you know, I try to like to be super focused and, and hyped when I train. But sometimes I will have a little bit before I train. Um, I always have great workouts anyways. I find that I spend more time focusing on contractions and, and stuff like that. And I actually find I train faster if I have a hoot. I guess because I'm not really concerned about poundages, so I'm not worried about rest times. I just want to crank out set after set and blow up my arms or shoulders or something. But that's not very often. Once a week. <laughs> what, what's the <laughs> <laughs> when arms and shoulders not, happen to come up on the schedule every time I do arms or shoulders or chest or back or <laughs> hamstrings but definitely no, not quads it's funny I, I, I don't I don't partake when I go to work out but I'll, if I yeah. just do cardio I will right oh that's the, well definitely a cardio benefit because like anyone who's got ready for a show and pounded out hours of cardio fuck does take the edge off. You can get lost in an hour of cardio on a podcast if you're fucking blazed. It's amazing. I think yeah. I will attribute my weight loss right now because I have been doing a lot of cardio 
and I'm fucking at some point doing like an hour and 15 a day. And for that, for me, that's a lot. And, um, I would not be able to do that shit if I wasn't a little bit. I, I, I don't think I would have made it through, um, all nine seasons of Star Trek, the next generation <laughs> when I prepped for the Canada's in 2015. There you go. <laughs> if it wasn't for a little bit of weed. I, I, I'm going to be bold and I'm not making this up, but go with me here. Cause I, I may be full of shit. I might have a career in the NFL right now if it was for pot. Really? Yeah. And and I'm I'm going to take you on a little bit of a ride here. So, okay. Let's tie the ends of your loose logic together. <laughs> so, so I'm not saying I'm not saying marijuana would not have helped me. You know, from- if I would have done more drugs, I really think I would have done way better at life. <laughs> I would have had a high six-figure job, <laughs> models at my okay. feet. Okay, so um, here we. So I, not to say that pot would have got me out of an ACL tear, a broken leg, dislocated this, that, and the other. That's stupid. However, I was in my rehab. I was never. First of all, I was never big into taking pain medication. I don't know. I used to, if I had a good governor on myself, and I shouldn't get into that or what. But I didn't. But because of that, I was in a lot of pain and didn't push myself or couldn't push myself in my early 20s. So the college ended when I was 23, and I probably had a two- or three-year window until I was about 25, 26, where I could have tried to break into pro football via Canada on my way to the NFL or arena on my way to Canada on my way to the NFL or whatever. (laughs) Or junior, junior ball in Canada on your way to arena on your way to Canada again, on your way to the NFL, on the way to a practice squad, on the way to back to working at Redcon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It all would have come full circle eventually. Now was the European league going at this time? Cause that's another route. It it did. When I was playing. Yeah. It it was on its last leg. (laughs) Okay. So my thing is, so, and and this even, this is a true story. When I told my coaches at Florida State I was not going to be pursuing the NFL anymore, that's when they offered me a position to be a graduate assistant to coach. But even then, I was still too beat up to be on my feet, like 10 hours a day like a coach would be, whether he's with the athletes or, uh, you know, working out with them or practicing or just constantly on your feet as a coach. And I've done enough, like, camps with kids at FSU to know how much pounding it is even just to coach football. And I knew without pain medication or becoming a full-on drunk, I was never going to make it. Never, ever going to make it. So, so are you that, saying that, like, most coaches are full-on drunks? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, okay. In a okay, nutshell, that yeah. out there. And, and, and funny enough, a lot of them, you'd go in the training room after a practice, and they'd be getting worked on their joints, their feet, their backs, their hips, their whatever – as bad as the players were, because it is physically taxing to be a coach. And most of those guys, obviously, are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, so they're not in best of shape. Combine that with the boozing and the eating bad. And the fact that they themselves did play, so they've got, like, extra worn-out shit. Exactly, exactly. So I didn't I didn't even want to get into coaching because my body was in so much pain. So, And I think I would have been a phenomenal coach had I could have done it. Um, but neither here nor there, if pot would have been available – to me, and it was available to me, obviously, but I didn't, um, I didn't partake, and I kind of, knowing what I know now, could have put into practice then, and but even then, it still would have not been legal as far as drug testing goes to play pro sports or to work for a university. Uh, so 
who the fuck knows. But that's another reason why. It needs to be 100% legal and, and just end the bullshit. Yeah, for sure. Especially for, like, you know, the whole MMA world smokes weed and they have to, like, tiptoe around it for the drug testing. Yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of shit, so I don't know. Um, Ron, we're out of list of questions, bud. Do you uh, want to wrap the show? It's been a good one. I like doing these short kind of, what is this, hour long? Hour and ten. Hour and ten. Oh, okay. I guess we're not doing too bad. Um, I like this. Good listener questions. Like I said, I've got a few ideas for the Instagram, so I'm going to try them out. And uh, we'll see what the what the followers of Audible think of them. You know, I think the show's uh, getting bigger and bigger, and we're, the, the feedback we're getting is really good. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, episode 81 is in the books. Make sure to share it with everybody, too. We're trying to make the show big and exciting and do more with it. So the more you and guys help us grow, if, it, the better. If, if you're in the USA or Canada, go on com, and you can check out our supplements and our apparel and get going on that. And if you're looking for GASP stuff, go on GASP bb.com that's gasbodybuilding.com and uh you can fire up the clothes there and that's an answer when the guy asked earlier if we fit into clothes i just all my jeans are gas now and it solves my problems love gas i absolutely go. i buy gas like fuck they you, good, did, i told you good you, shit you sent me that shit for free and now i fucking buy the shit out of it so there you go i've done that to like a dozen people i'll send them like one item i'm like hey here's a hoodie for you i have too many and the next thing you know, I see they've got shorts and T-shirts and jeans. And so and you're like, yeah, I didn't get them that, so they must have. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. So they've got a bunch of new stuff coming out that I'm excited about because I haven't really ordered anything in a while because I'm lazy. Get on it. All right, guys, that's a wrap for the show. All Bull Radio. Hope you guys enjoy it. Until next oh, time, we'll see you next week. i got to ask them for to do one more thing. Oh, shit, Ron. Okay. Sorry, I ruined your exit. I need you to go, everyone here. I want to get Charles Deera on the show. The He's agreed to come on, but it's hard to get a hold of him. So go on Instagram and look up Charles Deera. His last name is D-E-E-A-R. Sorry, D-E-R-A. Charles Deera. He's a, he's a male porn star. He's a funny dude. I met him in Vegas. He wants to come on, but it's just hard to nail him down, so I want to motivate him a bit. Did and he could tell us... Purpose? He, could I, did I what? Use that pun on purpose. It's hard to nail it down. Yeah, there you go. But he he's ch- check out his Instagram. He's worked with the best. Let's put it that way. And he would have all the stories in the world for us. So if you guys want Charles Deere to come on, get on his Instagram. Tag him. Tell him we want you on all bull. Boom. There it is, guys. We'll see you next show. See ya. Thing ain't lie. I done came through the block and everything that's fly I'm like Che Guevara with bling on I'm complex I never claim to have wings on Nigga, I get my by any means on Whenever there's a drought, get your umbrellas out Because that's when I brainstorm You can blame Sean, but I ain't inventing the game I just rolled the dice trying to get some change And I do it twice, ain't no sense to me Lying as if I am a different man And I can blame my environment But ain't no reason why I'll be buying expensive change Hope you don't think you